With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yo, yo, you know who it is. It's your host, Ray GQ, and we are on part three, pick 103 of this uh, this series where we're previewing the first 12 picks in Dynasty Rookie Drafts and Debbie Startups and then in Dynasty Superflex Rookie Drafts and Debbie Superflex Startup uh, Drafts, you know, just kind of going through each pick, profiling what I would do there, comparing to where their current ADP is and just giving you some quick insight, some actionable insight as to what I would do if I were on the clock in each situation. And just a little quick recap, uh, in your Dynasty Superflex Rookie Drafts, I would, at the 101, we took Joe Burrow. At the 102, we took Tua. Uh, in your dynasty single quarterback leagues, we went Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift. Debbie startup superflex Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and then Debbie startup single quarterbacks. We went with Jamar Chase and Rondell Moore. Now I have to apologize. I have to apologize for the last episode, the dismissal of a Rashad Bateman in the conversation for the 102. In that show, I talked about Rondell Moore versus Travis Etienne, and that was an egregious oversight by me to not include Rashad Bateman because there are some people who have Rashad Bateman as their wide receiver one in the 2021 class. You know, the majority of people have uh, Jamar Chase there. And then if it's not Jamar Chase, you see a lot with Rondell Moore. But there are more and more people coming around to the idea that the six foot two, 210 pound wide receiver out of Minnesota could very well be the best wide receiver of the bunch. And I will not argue that one bit. While I prefer Rondell Moore and Jamar Chase, it's hard to argue with what Bateman has done. The past two years in college, you know, he came out the gates as a true freshman, 51 receptions over 700 yards and six TDs. And that's while sharing the field with Tyler Johnson, who was supposed to be a high pick had he come out in the 2019 draft in the 2019 NFL draft. And then he, all he does as a sophomore is he adds nine more receptions to his game. So he goes from 51 to 60, but instead of 700 receiving yards, he had 1,219 averaging 20.3 yards a catch and then 11 TDs. I'm telling you, if you just turn on the tape, just turn on the tape and watch a couple series, you don't even have to watch a full game. And you're going to see a wide receiver that wears the number six, and you're going to see a wide receiver that wears number 13. You tell me 
which player is the better one just by watching a few series, a few snaps, how they catch the ball. You know, and that's no slight to Tyler Johnson because he can play, you know, for for all the heat that he's taken from not being invited to the Senior Bowl to not performing at the Combine to being slow or whatever the case may be. Tyler Johnson can play on the field. The kid can play. He's a good football player. But Rashad Bateman is different. Rashad Bateman is just built different. This dude moves phenomenally. He's got outstanding route running ability, the way that he can separate against press coverage on off coverage. He played in the slot. He played outside. When he breaks his routes, are just it's just clean, and he creates separation because he is a good route runner. I, I really do not see any weaknesses in his game when I look at Rondell Moore. If you would say size is a is a weakness, he has that. You know, when I'm looking at Rashad Bateman, I, I don't see any weaknesses. He can threaten downfield vertically. He can run the intermediate routes. He can run the quick smoke screens. And when he gets his hands on the ball, he's excellent after the catch. And uh, the way that he attacks the ball, I I do believe that he has the best hands in the 2021 class from the players that I've scouted already, which is quite a few, quite a few of those guys. And to just dismiss him to say that he wouldn't even be in the conversation for the 102, that was an egregious oversight for me. And right now, according to our, our latest ADP, Debbie ADP on DLF, Rashad Bateman is going uh, pick five. He's uh, got an ADP of five. So after Rondell Moore, after Jamar Chase, but then he's also after Chuba Hubbard and Travis Etienne. And if I were on the clock in a startup, single quarterback Debbie League, there's no way I'm taking Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard over Bateman. And I'm not taking Travis Etienne over Rashad Bateman either. It's going to go Chase, Moore, Bateman, Moore, Chase, Bateman, Bateman, Chase, Moore. It's going to be a combination of those three players with the first three picks. I I just don't see any way that Rashad Bateman is not a high NFL draft pick if he declares next year. He's that talented. He's that doggone good. So my apologies, Rashad Bateman. We're taking you here in single quarterback Debbie startup leagues at the 103. Now let's go ahead and shift over to Let's shift over to the Superflex side. Let's go Dynasty Rookie Draft Superflex format, and let's just get this out of the way. So we talked about Taylor. We talked about Burrow. We talked about Tua, all right, the past two shows. Right here, it's simple. If the quarterbacks go, then you take Jonathan Taylor 103. I don't need to get into his stats. I don't need to get into his production. You know, we all know the limitations or the, the deficiencies that he had at Wisconsin with catching the ball and fumbles. If it goes Taylor Burrow, then you take Tua. You're happy as hell. You get Tua at 103. If it goes Tua Taylor, then you take Joe Burrow at 103. I mean, that's it's it's very simple. Those are your t- those are your top three picks in Superflex rookie drafts. And according to DLF ADP, it is going just that way. It's going Burrow, Tua, and Taylor. So those are your top three. Really not a lot of conversation to be had there. Don't get cute. Don't take the wide receiver there. Don't pass on Burrow. Don't pass on on Tua. The medicals came out today that everything is looking good. He's going to be fine. And as much as I would like to see him sit out this year, it really doesn't look like that's going to happen, at least based of, based on all the medical information that we're hearing, which is limited, right? You know, a team might still say, we're just going to put him on ice for this season. But if Tua lands on the Chargers, man, oh my goodness. 
Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams. I, I, I just want a piece. I just want any small piece of that offense because I think it's just going to be wheels up and great for all of us involved in fantasy football. Now we'll switch over to the Superflex Devi startup side, and we talked about Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Very simple. That's one, two. You know, I did talk about Jamar Chase, maybe if you got spicy at the 101 or even at the 102. But in, in both of these cases, you go Lawrence, you go Fields, you go Fields, you go Lawrence. And then at the 103, much like in Dynasty Rookie Superflex drafts, you take Taylor, no brainer, smash it, be happy, have an all pro running back on your roster for the next eight to nine years. You do the same thing on the college side. You take Jamar Chase, you know, love Rondell, love Rashad Bateman. Jamar Chase is just built different. He's big. He's thick. He's fast. He's physical. He can do everything you want. Win, win with route running, win with physicality, win with speed, win with power, jump ball ability, zero weaknesses to his game. There will be regression in production this year because Burrow's gone, Edwards Elair is gone, Jefferson's gone, Thad Moss is gone, new quarterback, new offensive coordinator. Yes, he will regress. He will not catch 20 touchdowns. He's not going to have 1,700 yards. He's probably not going to win the Bolitnikov, and I don't care. Debbie Superflex Startups, Jamar Chase is your 103. Simple, sign, seal, deliver. Let's keep it moving. Rookie drafts. Now, your traditional dynasty rookie drafts. 101, Jonathan Taylor. Boom. You're happy. 102, DeAndre Swift. Another great pick. You're, you're ecstatic to have that TDT, that three-down threat right out the gates with DeAndre Swift. Run the ball, catch the ball fast, good, great. Tread left on the tires, all of that great stuff. Now, at the 103, this is where it gets interesting. This is where, again, we have a little conversation because I've been talking about how I build. In Dynasty, in Dynasty, I like to build through the running back position, lock up that stud running back. But you all know, if you're listening to the DDP, you know how much I love me some CD Lamb. CD Lamb is good. CD Lamb is going to be good for a long time. You're looking at a Pro Bowl wide receiver. I don't, I don't see how he doesn't hit. If if CD Lamb does not fire at the next level, and I'm not talking about you know, God forbid, he has an injury and doesn't fire. That's completely different. But if he just does not, if he gets the opportunity and just does not fire, I, I would be just floored, flabbergasted, astonished beyond belief because I just don't see a world where CeeDee Lamb isn't just an absolute star here in the next couple of years. It's going to be drafted to be a number one. I'm hoping my Las Vegas Raiders take him at 12. You don't want to gamble and say that you can get him at 19. Just get him at 12 and be happy with it. But... In rookie drafts, I think if I'm sitting at the 103, single quarterback leagues, Jonathan Taylor's gone, DeAndre Swift is gone, you know, I'm probably leaning running back here. I'm probably leaning running back. And a part of the reason for that is the wide receiver position does have some nice depth. There are some players going in the second round that I think could be potentially wide receiver ones and high-end wide receiver ones if all the cards break right that right for them. They've got the talent, right? You know, at, at, at 103, if I take the wide receiver in hopes of landing a running back later on, it's not going to happen. You know, there are some players that I like later, like an Antonio Gibson and a Darrington Evans. Even Eno Benjamin has grown on me a little bit. But I think there's more depth at the wide receiver position than there is at the running back position, at least 
potential to be a high-end fantasy asset. And because of that, I'm going to veer away from our brand newly released April ADP, where CeeDee Lamb is being picked number three. And I'm going to pivot to running back. And it's not the running back who's listed right after CeeDee Lamb, which is J.K. Dobbins. It's not Clyde Edwards Lair. It's Cam Akers, the running back out of Florida State, 5'10, 217. We know what he did at the combine. We know what he did at Florida State. We know what he had to overcome at Florida State. Cam Akers is a talented, talented runner, and I know that he has some flaws to his game. I know there are people out there who watch his running habits because he played behind such an atrocious offensive line. He did develop some bad habits, right? Doing a little too much, having to dance around. But when your offensive line was only credited with two positive yards created on the entire season and over 900 of your 1,100 rushing yards came after contact, are we really going to hold that against Cam Akers for trying to quote-unquote do too much? Hell, I think he did more than he achieved more than he probably ever should given how bad that team was. And it wasn't just the offensive line. The quarterback stunk. The coaching staff stunk. That's why they got rid of everybody. Cleaned house. So at the 103, although Cam Akers has a DLF ADP right now, he's the sixth player off the board. I'm building around the running back, and I'm taking Akers at 103. That's what I would do if I were on the clock. And running back, I mean, they accrue value immediately. You know, if Cam Akers gets day two draft capital and he lands on a, on a team that is running back needy, what if Akers lands with the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? You know, a team that, by all accounts, they're looking for a running back based on how many team meetings they've had. They're looking for a full-time starter. If Akers lands in a situation like that, from day one, you'd be able to trade Akers for, you know, let's just say uh, Denzel Mims plus, a Justin Jefferson plus right out the gate, you know, and then let alone he goes out there in game one, he's got 97 rushing yards and then four catches for another 50-something yards and a touchdown. Very next week has over 100 rushing yards, another couple of receptions. And, and uh, I mean, you could trade him for... For proven NFL veterans, you know, traditionally wide receivers aren't coming in dominating the NFL like a running back can. One of the easiest positions to translate from college to the NFL game is the running back position. You get the ball, you fucking run. Right? You don't have to worry about press coverage. Yes, there's things you have to read. You have to read the linemen and all that other good stuff. Worry about pass protection. But ultimately, you get the ball and you run. You hit the hole and you run fast. You juke them out. You play with instinct. And I know there's more, there's more nuance and, and, and detail to the position. I get that. But at 103, I'm building around my running backs. I'm banking on the fact that I'll still be able to get a quality wide receiver in the second round, whereas the running back looks a little gross. I'd rather have Akers and Brian Edwards opposed to freaking uh, C.D. Lamb and, you know, Josh Kelly or Anthony McFarlane. Zach Moss, God forbid. So that's what I do on the clock. Again, DLF ADP, CD Lamb is going third, but if I'm on the clock, I'm taking Cam Akers. It hurts me. It pains me to say that, but I'm building through the running back position. 
All right, that's going to do it for the 103 episode of the Destination Debbie podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you've yet to subscribe to the DDP, please do that. And if you've yet to subscribe to the Destination Debbie YouTube channel, you want to do that. I have finally, finally just placed an order for some brand new DDP shirts, black and gold with that sweet logo on it. I like simple stuff, man, simple and clean. I'm going to be giving some of that away. So if you're listening to this, and you want one of these badass DDP shirts. You know, I want to do hats too, but this stuff is pricey, man. This stuff is pricey. I'm going to need you to go subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'll give some stuff away for free. I'm I'm getting geared up for some big stuff. I, I want to I wanna come out for Rookie Draft with a, with a bang. I want to provide some happiness to the people, to my loyal fans. So I just want to say thank you so much. Stay safe, and I'll be back in a couple of days for the 104 show. Until then, peace. Thank you.